This is Damien Maffei from The Strangers Pray at Night and Haunt, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Horror Squad Podcast. We recently took a vote. And you guys voted on Drag Me to Hell, so tonight we're going to be talking about that. came out in 2009, directed by Sam Raimi, starring the very always likable Justin Long and Allison Lohman. Uh, tonight it's me, Todd. We got uh, Joe, Steve, and Sam, of course. And it's day 1000 in coronavirus outbreak, and it Two- sucks. 2000? Mm-hmm. Wow. 2000. Feels oh, <laughs> like it. I shaved my beard today, though. Well, I not shaved, trimmed it. All, oh, it's like all the way off? No, because it was looking really funky with my mask on and like the hair sticking out. It looked like a hobo, so I decided yeah. to trim it. That's how mine looks. <laughs> yeah. Someone called me um, the Unabomber the other day, so I was like, yeah, I should probably oh. trim it. <laughs> yeah, this is like the longest my hair's ever been, probably the longest my beard's ever been. I, I'm definitely looking very hoboish right now. Are we talking like down to your chest big? My beard? Yeah. Um, probably pretty close, right, Sam? Would you say? How close is it? To your chest? No, you're not to my chest. No. But it's it's like, like past where his neck starts. Yeah. Oh, so you got the neck beard going. It's it's getting there. It's getting yeah. long. Well, cool. What about you, Steve? What's going on? What are you are you growing out weird goatee or something like all long handlebar? I'm growing a, a beard too. A beard, like I'm just going full, uh, full not shaving right now. I figured until I have to go back to work uh, physically, I'm not going to shave. I, but I was going to say, I figured you couldn't have a beard in your job. Yeah, I can because I'm in the office, so it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. Uh, but I do try to stay clean cut because, you know, to try to get ahead and stuff. But uh, I went car shopping the last few days, so I did trim a little bit just so I looked some, somewhat presentable hmm. uh, because it's a head game, car shopping. I fucking hate it, but. <laughs> It's, it's basically like a battle of the wits, you know? And, uh, yeah, I just figured if I look a little bit more presentable, I can present in a way that looks like I, you know, can deal and stuff. So that was interesting. Did you get anything? Uh, no, I'm still negotiating with one of them, kind of playing them against each other now. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what I'm, I'm at right now. I, I know what I want. Uh, it just needs to come down just a little bit because I feel that there's still room on his side. So, and then I'll par- probably pull the trigger. All Steve's right. getting that Tesla. <laughs> yeah, right. No fucking way. <laughs> uh, now I'm looking at a Chevy Equinox. Was... Cool. Yeah. So that's what I, I'm doing. I, would you get a Tesla though to change the subject? I totally would. I would, but not that price. No, I agree. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, what are you drinking tonight, Steve? I know you sent your beer. Your beer of the week. Uh, this one's called Knucklebone. It's got a big skull on it. So mm. I, I bought a variety pack from a, a store over here, and they sent me some really interesting beers, and this one seemed good for tonight. I got this really crazy one called Lumber Sexual. It's got, like, a lumberjack <laughs> sexy guy on it. So I'm going to give it to my brother-in-law when he comes over, I think, whenever that ever happens. Are Bevmo still a thing? Or what? Or Be- do you guys have Bevmo, or did you ever have Bevmo? No, I don't know. Do you know what that is? Did you get? Do you guys have one, Joe? 
I don't know what that is. Is that like Drizzly? Is it like alcohol delivery? No, Bevmo. It was like a like a a store just for beer. So they had like a bunch of shit in there. But I don't, you know, I haven't seen one. They might have gone out of business. But it had like a lot of the stuff Steve's mentioning in it. Yeah, there's a, a lot of the local, like the smaller liquor stores have a like big craft beer selections around here. Mm-hmm. So that's usually where I go for my craft beer. And and we also have a couple breweries in town, um, Notch Brewery, which and um, East Regiment which are two local breweries where I'll pick up beer from them sometimes too. Oh, cool. Yeah. What about Kentucky? Does Kentucky have like a, I would assume Kentucky must have like a lot of breweries and stuff. No. Well, it's big on whiskey. Oh, okay. So you guys got distilleries. Yeah. We got a bunch of those. They have headquarters for uh, quite a bit, especially down Louisville. We went to a tour when some family members were down uh, last summer, I think, and it was pretty cool. They give you like the, they let you taste like the two hundred dollar bottle, like the little like thimbleful, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's pretty cool, and those the tour guides are essentially doing shots all day. So by the time we got there, they were like swaying on their feet and everything. <laughs> nice. It's pretty cool. I yeah, I don't like beer personally. I I drink more whiskey than anything. Mhm. Mhm. Steve, I was gonna ask about cars in Canada. Do people? Is it like? I know, like, in other countries, like, um, stick shift manuals are more popular. Is it the same up there, or is it automatics like it is here in America? No, it's the same. It's mostly automatic. Uh, I I, I don't think I know one person who drives stick shift. Uh, I I learned stick shift when I went to driving school just to be prepared if ever I was going to get stick shift, but no, it's not really a popular thing here. It is only in, like, the really fancy cars, but... Or really shitty cars. Like, there's no... Everything in the middle is automatic. Right. My, my first yeah. car was stick shift. Was it? Nice. Yeah, truck. Nice. Yeah, I never learned. I never learned stick. Yeah, you don't know stress until you pop the clutch at, like, a green light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's fucking like, what the fuck? You're honking, and you're like, I'm 18, I can't fucking get the clutch. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely interesting. And I, the, the city I grew up in is on a mountain. So there's oh, a lot gosh. of like big hills and learning yeah. to do stick shift on a mountain is not how to easy play or, or yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see a car like pull up behind you and it's pretty close. You're like, Oh shit. Thankfully I've never had, but yeah. All right. I uh, want to get into some horror questions. Sure. Yes, sir. Uh, so this week we got about half, Regular questions, half questions related to Drag Me to Hell. So we'll do this segment twice this episode. Uh, you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast, or you can contact us by email, thehorrorsquadpodcast at gmail.com. So the first few come from our buddy Mandy. She says, Hey, squad, do you believe in exorcisms? Are you familiar with the case of Annalise Michelle? And what are your thoughts on it? Mm, I'm assuming I is Annalise Michelle Emily Rose, right? Is that the real Emily Rose yeah, case? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. I know a little bit about it just because, like, after the movie, I did some research because obviously it said based on a true story and stuff. And I, I heard like some of the audio from like the supposed exorcism, and I thought that was pretty creepy for sure. Um, as far as do I believe in exorcisms? Um, God, that's really hard. Just because I was brought up really religious, like, I guess not like super like Carrie's mother religious, but like I went to Catholic school and, you know, we would go to church and whatnot. So, um, I mean, uh, you know, exorcisms always like was like talked about and stuff like, you know, in like 
Catholicism and whatnot. So like, but like, I've never actually like experienced anything where like, um, especially like demons. Like I believe, I would say I believe in ghosts more than I do like believe in, in demons. But I mean, hey, I mean, there. I think there's definitely some dark forces out there. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. It's kind of strange for me to say I don't believe in it if I believe in ghosts and aliens and Bigfoot and all that stuff. Right. But um, I guess the part of me does. But I, I would just think it'd be more like prevalent. You know what I mean? Like you'd hear more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, like most of the people that would be doing this, you would consider like a crackpot. Like even if like how I always think about it sometimes. Like you know how allegedly like you know a couple thousand years ago you know people spoke to jesus and things like that if someone did that today we would just throw them in a mental asylum right so like the same yeah. thing with demons it's now people are like oh yes like a form of autism or some shit like that so i don't know where i'm going with this but <laughs> <laughs> i don't know sam yeah i do steve all right <laughs> um uh, yeah, so I am familiar with the case of Annalise Michelle. Like you said, it's what Emily Rose uh, was based off. And I think the gist of it is basically people thought she was possessed and the church started doing exorcisms and those exorcisms eventually got her killed because they were mistreating her and malnourished and stuff like that. And they went on a trial and everything. So my beliefs about exorcism is yes and no. Uh, I don't believe in demon possession. I believe it's just people with, you know, mental issues and just, you know, issues like that. Now, do I believe exorcisms? I think some people are so religious that an exorcism, as if, as in a priest helping you out, could be beneficial because that's what they believe and it might help them. But I think it's just a form of, like, psychiatry, essentially. Uh, and the problem is... They maybe go. They're not really diagnosing you correctly, in my opinion. So, I don't know. I think you'd be better just going off to a psychiatrist, or psychologist, or something like that. So, yes and no. I don't believe they're actually exercising demons. So, is this the movie with Dexter's sister? Yeah, who plays yeah, Emily Rose? Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like exorcism of names, isn't there? Like Molly Hartley and yeah, stuff like that. yeah, yeah. And uh, Hannah Grace. Yeah, there's like, uh, yeah, there's quite a lot of them. All right, uh, next one, kind of sticking on the same theme. Do you believe in the stigmata phenomenon? Ooh. I can tell you I was super scared of it when I was a kid after seeing <laughs> stigmata. It's but, scary for sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's, I mean, yeah, that's tough. I, um,. Man, I'm gonna say no on that one. Yeah, I, I, I don't see how you can spontaneously have wounds, just like you can't spontaneously combust. Yeah. Which I was incredibly afraid of when I was a kid too. After seeing that one documentary, everyone saw. Which one? Which documentary? Oh man, uh, I'm gonna have to find it on YouTube. But it was a documentary about spontaneous combustion, and they were show <laughs> like severed legs with burned off tips. Oh wow! And like burn like um like just beds and things like that. And it was super terrifying. So stigmata and um, sewers because of it, jaws, all that stuff were some of my fears there. Mm. Yeah, I'm kind of on like the idea of that one is definitely maybe more uh, 
like mental illness or something where the people are like self-harming themselves on that one because they're like super religious or something yeah and i'm kind of on the same page um i I know quite a bit about stigmatas because i researched it a lot i've even been to assisi in italy which is where the first stigmata took place with saint francis and i went to his like church and his tomb and stuff like that um but i don't ultimately believe it i think it was a way to like almost get attention to themselves you know in the days when there aren't there isn't the internet or anything you're trying to get people to have your beliefs or your church or whatever so they started essentially wounding themselves telling them that uh it's going to be you know jesus kind of speaking to them directly which brings people in kind of the same thing as any of the religious miracles you know it's almost like a marketing ploy to go to that particular church and to prop themselves up as prophets so that's my belief anyway do you, do you believe in god steve uh no i don't oh um, uh, <laughs> any question <laughs> <laughs> well we're talking about it might as well ask. trigger warning <laughs> hey, you know what anything goes and i grew up super catholic too it's not like i i've even like seen the pope and everything uh, oh, when really? i went to yeah when i went to the vatican Which so one? it's uh francis uh, sorry no uh, john, john paul ii uh, okay yeah it's, yeah he was pope from my birth to 2002 or three so did he like i can picture you like hey pope he looked at you and he's like eh. and then that from that moment on you're like all right turned you off. <laughs> no you, you know it's funny what you know it's been getting a little personal but what turned me off is when i went to the vatican and saw the pope and everything i saw just how crazy people were like mm-hmm. in a way that i had never seen before like people are just a little too nuts and i don't know there's something about it that really rubbed me the wrong way like it's suddenly and we're going to talk a little bit about it when we talk about stigmata i think you have it as your one of your what watches todd yep. um i believe in that message where I don't see why there's a uh, middle ground between you and your faith. Like, I don't understand the purpose of a church or a religion. Like, I think if you believe in something, it should just be between you and that belief. Like, I don't see why there needs to be a middleman. And that's, that's kind of the message in Stigmata. And I kind of agree with that. Like, I don't completely disregard the existence of God. So I'm more agnostic than I am, like, atheist. Because to be atheist is like it doesn't exist, whereas agnostic is I'm open to the possibility of it, but I don't believe in any organized religion, essentially. Yeah, I, I'm kind of right there with you, Steve. I started like so, yeah, like I, I, I remember like when I started like having doubts was when I went to um, right before my confirmation, which is basically like what they call like your your adulthood into the the church or whatever it's kind of like your graduation from um religious studies and we had to go on a weekend retreat and it was like so culty that like it really like started getting me to think like this is kind of like brainwashing like a very very culty um and that's when i started having my doubts into it where like you know people were just like it was just like the way they were talking to you and stuff. It just seemed super um, like brain, like a, you know, manipulative and brainwashing and stuff. So it, it really started to um, put doubts in my head um, for sure. But I, I do definitely believe in there's, I, I believe that there's got to be some sort of higher power that there's going to be more to this than, um, you know, just like us. So that's, that's kind of my beliefs. 
Uh, and for the record, I, if you believe something, that's great. You know, I really don't care. It's not. Yeah. I no, I don't judge anyone who believes anything. I'm just. Quiet down, heathen. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's let's bring it back into some horror films. Uh, yeah. Her next her next question. Uh, what is your favorite depiction of hell in a film? Oh, good one. Hell in a film. I don't think there's like any really good depictions of hell yet. Like I'm I'm trying oh, to. Oh, I got. Uh, the fucking Miss Doubtfire one. What's that one called? Uh, what Mrs. Doubtfire did you watch? I'm having a brain fart where I can't name. Robin Williams, he goes uh, to hell to get his wife. Uh, yeah, oh, what you Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually never seen it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah Miss Doubtfire didn't go there. Robin Williams did. Um, that's <laughs> the fiction. Um, yeah, that, that was a good one. That is sad too. Good film. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the one with Keanu Reeves where he's still dead? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Focus adventure. He goes to hell. That's that's a great one. A good one too. Yeah. Um, he's also in Constantine. He's also uh, yeah. Constantine's a good one. Event Horizon, but I guess they don't technically go to hell, right? They don't really show it. They just show like the aftermath. Yeah. Right. Um. I was thinking, um, what was it? Uh, the house that Jack built. I don't know if you guys have seen that one yet, but that one's pretty terrible. Does he go to hell? I thought he goes to like. He goes to hell, right at the end there. Well, I think he falls in that pit, but I don't think he was in hell yet, was he? No, I guess maybe it was the journey to hell, but it was still pretty, pretty, pretty terrifying. Yeah. There's some terrifying imagery there for sure. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see like a good movie, like especially like um Dante there with the was the Seven Gates of Hell or something. I'd like. To see like a good adaptation of that that could be really good there's a good video yeah. game on that yeah well actually that's what i was i was gonna say is i actually just today i watched uh, dante's inferno uh, which is an animated feature that they have on tubi which is based off the video game and the depiction of hell in that is fantastic the game is even better but the animation is pretty cool too yeah the game is brutal it's got some really bad imagery too like, like the girl yeah. with the nipples with the tongue and yeah, stuff. yeah, it's it's a really great game if you can get your hands on it, and if not, uh, the two B animated film is pretty good too. So, yeah. nice. as about so below too, right? That kind of depicts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, pretty good. Good movie, man. Yeah, yeah dude, that's a great movie. Yeah. Except for that. Um, <laughs> and her last question: Who picked each movie for your votes, and why? <laughs> Uh, I'll start. Uh, I picked uh, my first. My picks were Deliver Us from Evil, and I picked that one because I feel like it's like super underrated. I never hear anyone really talk about it, and it's actually like a really good like horror slash crime type movie. So I picked that one um, for sure. I, have any of you guys seen that one? I don't think so. Deliver Us from Evil. I believe it has so. uh, Eric Bana yeah. in it, and yeah, it's a, yeah. I think it's super underrated. It, granted, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember when I did see it, I, I really enjoyed it, and I never hear people talk about it. So I picked that one for that reason, and then um, I'm having a brain fart on my second. I know. Pick I right don't know my second one either. <laughs> didn't you pick um, Stigmata, or was that me? No, I didn't pick Stigmata. That, that was me. That was you. I don't remember what I picked at all. <laughs> uh, last uh, last exorcism. Emily Rose. No, I think that was Steve too. Yeah, I, I picked Emily talk? Rose and Sigmata. Okay. Oh, Steve, I did. Steve, what was my second pick? Do you know? <laughs> uh, not offhand, no. Uh, 
I know I did Last Exorcism, which I love. Yeah. And, um, oh, Exorcist, the original. Just threw it out there. Um, Last Exorcism is super good. If you guys haven't seen it, it's like a docu kind of drama. Yeah. um, With a cool twist. I love the twist at the end. And then Exorcist is, you know, the Exorcist. Which is still pretty scary. I just looked it up. My second pick was uh, Dominion, which is a prequel to The Exorcist. Um, that's another one I felt was pretty underrated. You don't hear a lot of people really talk about that one. And I think it was a really good, um, addition to like the exorcist, uh, story and stuff. So, and it's got, uh, what's his name? Stellan Skarsgård is in it. And, uh, he has a really good performance in it. What about you, Sam? Um, I picked the possession. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and then... The movie that we're reviewing tonight, Drag Me to Hell, which I just want to say, my picks always get picked. <laughs> so thanks for coming through on the voting, guys. Mm. Todd, it's like a 90% chance compared to all of your guys'. Yeah, sure I, don't think, one. I don't think either one of my movies... Me, it's always me or Todd's <laughs> pick. I'll say that. Thank you. Thanks, twin. <laughs> yeah, I always try to pick ones... I'm, Usually might never win, but I always try to pick something like different. Then I, I try not to go the. Oh, you're so cool. No, not that. But I just go for. <laughs> I try to go for more movies that are kind of under the radar, that fly under the radar. So do some of us. No, yeah, of course. But like, I know mine are like never, usually never. That's why mine ne- never usually win. Joe's like, oh, you haven't seen this movie that. I know <laughs> he does that all the time. I'm like. 1930. <laughs> Uh, and I pick Exorcism of Emily Rose and Stigmata. Uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose, I just picked it because I'm only seeing it once when it first came out. And I could still picture Jennifer Carpenter as Emily Rose in especially one scene where she's like frozen and like all contorted. And I don't know, there's something about that scene that really marked me. So I figured I'd maybe revisit it. And Stigmata is one of those movies I think is really great a great possession film, a great exorcism film that never gets talked about for some reason. Uh, I don't really know why. I personally really liked it. So, but it, it came second. So I guess the, some people were, you know, wanted to see it too. I've actually never seen all of that, Steve. Sigmata. You should. It's uh, you know, Patricia Arquette and Gabriel Byrne and uh, I forget what the other guy's name is from Game of Thrones. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a good film. Really good film. So was it a thing of where she was hurting herself or she was really possessed? Well, we're going to talk about it during yeah. the well, so. I guess I'll have to wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so thank you, Mandy, for all the questions. We move on to Adam Gorehound. He says, let's get your guy's take on Antrim. It's free on Amazon Prime right now. Is it? Yeah. It is. Oh, I haven't seen it. Uh, I saw it, and I think Steve saw it, too. I right, did. Steve? Hey, mm-hmm. cool. Um, overall, I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, it's, it's very weird. I could see people completely hating this movie because it's definitely, um, very slow burn. The that And that was actually my problem with it too, is that the pacing was really slow. Um, but I definitely think there's some cool imagery there and I, I like the gimmick they went with it, that it's quote unquote, the deadliest film ever made. And that, you know, if you watch it, they're not responsible for the things that could happen to you and stuff. So I think that's kind of like a fun little marketing ploy they went with it. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty cool. I mean, the and the plot is actually really cool because it's about this like brother and sister that the dog died. So they 
like go to bury it and they end up digging a hole to hell and um yeah they they kind of like unearth the different layers of hell so yeah i mean overall i, I liked it I, I i would say it's worth definitely a watch at least once yeah um see i like the whole gimmick of uh it's a deadliest movie ever made and all that stuff but at the same time that set an expectation that mm. i don't think it could have matched and to me it definitely didn't mm-hmm. so if you're gonna put that kind of you know marketing on this film i'm expecting something really out of the box and crazy like something that either we haven't seen before haven't seen a lot of or something just really intense to kind of deserve that reputation and i don't think the movie delivered at all on that uh had some cool interesting moments but the things i really liked about the film i felt i felt they glossed over too quickly like yeah there's a whole scene with this giant statue and two guys and stuff like that and I thought there was an interesting movie there, but they really didn't talk, do that too much. It kind of ended really quickly and abruptly. And I don't know, there's just, it just wasn't there for me. I thought uh, it's okay, worth watching maybe once, but uh, not something I'd necessarily recommend otherwise. And I think that's all the questions we had that weren't related to Drag Me to Hell. So uh, we'll pose those a little bit later. All right. Watch what you guys been watching. Nada. Why not? Well, I guess we can talk about Stigmata, Steve. Hell yeah. If you're into that, you, you go ahead and take it away. All right. Uh, so Stigmata is a, a film about uh, a priest who works at the Vatican, and he investigates, like, miracle items and different uh, phenomenon that could involve the church. For example, at the beginning of the film, he's investigating a Virgin Mary statue that's crying blood. And he's eventually sent to uh, a girl, I think it was in New York, who uh, is starting to receive stigmatas. So he's just trying to be there essentially to debunk it. I think that's more of his job than anything. And turns out that the stigmatas are really happening to her. And it kind of follows along as it as he tries to figure out why she's getting the stigmata despite not being religious, which is a big thing because apparently if you're not religious, you're not supposed to get a stigmata because a stigmata for those who don't know is you get the wounds of Jesus Christ when he was put on a cross. So you get uh, holes in your hands or wrists and you get uh, cuts on your forehead because of the, the um, thorn uh, thing on his head and in his feet and his legs and all that stuff. So, that's what a stigmata is, and it's, it's an interesting, it unravels kind of a thing throughout the film, and I thought it had a satisfying uh, conclusion. So I really liked it. I think there's a lot to this movie, if you really dig into it. It talks about real stigmatas with Padre Pio and St. Francis of Assisi, and I think it's a really interesting film, and one, like I said before, I don't think gets the, the respect it deserves. So I think it's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's got a great performance, too, by Gabriel Bryan, or Byrne, whatever you want to say his name, um, as fa- as the father doing all the investigations. He's My favorite part of the movie is actually his struggle with, like, if he should be a priest or not, or if she, he should bang Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, it's le- less subtle than that, but it's, it's really well done. Um, plus, I like how it doesn't shove religion into your face, you know? It, you, you have the voice of... Frankie, who's like 
you know, like you said, doesn't believe in anything. And then Gabriel, who's like already on the fence and already kind of pissed off at the church because they always fuck with them. Um, it, it does have some issues though. It's got it's like really, really early two thousands with the score and like the way it looks and how it's shot and stuff. I don't personally like late nineties, early two thousands style. Um, but overall, um, pretty damn good. I remember seeing like like I said earlier, like the stigmata stuff when I was a kid and like, oh my God, like this randomly hop happened and that's terrifying. And when she's getting whipped on the train, that's pretty rough too. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, oh, it's got my guy from Starship Troopers in it too, like for like two minutes. <laughs> Which one? Uh, Patrick Muldoon, who plays... Patrick um, Muldoon, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the love interest to Denise Richards. So yeah, he's in there and he smashes on Patricia and that's it. Uh, yeah, good movie. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, but um, I rem- I remember totally liking it too. Um, right there along with you guys, I think it's definitely an underrated one. A lot of people don't talk about. So, yeah, hopefully more people will uh, check it out. Yeah, one thing, uh, the DVD I had had the regular ending and the alternate ending, and you choose your version. Uh, if you're gonna watch it, watch the theatrical ending. I think it's way better than the alternate ending. What's so. the alternate ending? Uh, she dies. She actually gets the fist in Sigmata, which is the oh. uh, spirit spirit of the uh, side. And yeah, so it actually does end up killing her, despite everything they did. Oh. Funny story about alternate endings. I the first time I ever saw the butterfly effect with uh, what's his face there. I fucking love that movie. I was <laughs> yeah. a Yeah. Ashton Kutcher, yeah. Uh, first time I ever saw it, I watched the director's cut, and I had no clue that I had watched the director's cut. And in the director's cut, what he does is he um, goes back to when he was, like, still in the womb with his, like, still in the womb, like, and he chokes himself with the umbilical cord and kills himself. And, like, that's how the movie ends. Um, so then when I rewatch it again with friends, like, years later, um I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, this isn't how the movie like ends and it like blew my mind. So yeah. Never seen it. Todd! Oh my god, you would fucking love it. I remember seeing the butterfly effect in the theater and I went back like six times. I was so obsessed with it and I literally like did so much research on that movie because I could not get enough of it. It is so good. It is a good movie. I agree. Since you saw that six times, side note, what's the most movie you guys ever went to see in the theater before? In the theater? Yeah. Does it have to be home? No, it could be anything. I think mine actually might have been uh, The Dark Knight. Oh, okay. I saw that. Well, ha- and how many times? I think it was at least five. Damn. Yeah. Some of mine are Butterfly Effect, Mean Girls. Um... What's it? Oh, in Transformers. I was like obsessed with fucking Transformers. Shia LaBeouf. And I, I, I saw Star Wars Episode One five times, including twice in the same day. Wow. Yeah, I did that with Transformers, Steve. Yeah, the reason I did it is I went to see it with a group of friends, and when I came out, my friends and showing my age a little bit paged me on my pager <laughs> and um, i called him like hey we're going to see star wars tonight you want to go see it i'm like sure why not you know so i went to see it twice in the same day and three other times later 
My mom actually... Huh? Sorry. I just wanted to know what you thought of Butterfly Effect, because he had never seen it. Yeah, I actually really liked it. It's, it's surprisingly a really good movie. And I'm not even that big of a fan of Ashton Kutcher, but uh, no, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm Todd, watch what have you seen? Um, I'm not even near you guys. I've seen Land of the Dead three times, and that's the most I've ever seen a movie in theaters, just three times. Yeah. But I was going to say, um, Phantom Menace, my mom actually took me out of the theater when I was, I think that was 99, so mm-hmm. sometime in elementary school. That was fun. Yeah. Oh my god, elementary school? <laughs> yeah, sorry, old guy. <laughs> Get your pager out of here. <laughs> I was like in college. <laughs> I was like, that, yeah. 12, I guess. Yeah, you would have been like 12. We would have been 12, Todd. So It's about sixth oh, grade, right? Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, all right, my first one tonight is from 2009, and it is called Wakewood. Um, Wakewood is about, um, uh, these two parents, their, um, their daughter was mauled by a dog and now they are kind of, um, they decide to like move into this town called Wakewood and, you know, to deal with their, you know, grief and all that. And, um, what they discover is that, uh, this town of Wakewood is kind of like this, like underground culty type place where you you could bring people back to life but it can only be for three days so basically it's like pet cemetery in a way um and that's what they do they decide to bring their daughter back for the three days and obviously after the three days are up they want her to like stay and obviously the town's people are like no you can't keep her for more than three days or bad things can happen and surprise, surprise, bad things starts to happen. Um, but yeah, like I said, this is basically like a pet cemetery ripoff in a way. But um, it's done um, pretty well. Um, it's and it's very well acted. Um, the main actor in it is the um, guy from Game of Thrones who plays um, Littlefinger. So um, obviously a, a really good actor. Um, but it's also got um, Timothy Spall in it, who you might not recognize his name, but he's been in, like, everything. Like, he was in um, Sweeney Todd, and he was in... Um, the thing I recognized him most from was um, Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. He was, like, the roadie manager guy in that. Um, but, yeah, it's a, a really interesting movie. I think if you're a fan of, like, Pet Cemetery, it's definitely worth um, a watch. Cool. Uh, Sam, you don't have any, right? No. Okay. Well, I want your opinion. Um, on... I got two jobs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, I want, I want your opinion on the movie I'm going to talk about then. Uh, because I watched it for you. And these are two movies because I watched them both. And there's, I have the same opinion for both. So finally paying off my Super Bowl bet. You were supposed and... to remind me of that, Steve. I, I forgot. <laughs> um. So the house is October build one and two. So I finally watched them pay off my Super Bowl bet. Uh, so basically it's a group of teenagers or young adults that go to different haunts uh, in October to try to find like the ultimate haunt. And that's basically a story. There's not much more to it than that. It's filmed um, not like found foot. Well, I guess kind of found footage style, you know, kind of uh, YouTube vlogger style. Uh, I kind of liked it, but kind of didn't. I think seeing all the different haunts was 
really cool. I love that kind of stuff. I mean, I go to Halloween Horror Nights every year and seeing kind of what different places are doing, the type of scares they have, the kind of haunted houses they have. And I like that vibe of haunts and stuff like that. And, uh, and I thought that was really cool. But the acting, the characters, the editing were so bad that <laughs> I had a hard time going through it because it was so obviously fake and rehearsed. And I don't know, it just didn't feel natural at all. Like seeing a YouTube vlogger doing it, like I had more fun watching that than watching this movie because they're trying to put like weave a story into it that really was muddled and it, it I didn't need it you know I just wanted to see some haunts essentially and by that I was disappointed uh the first one especially because it had really no ending it just kind of ends and it, it I don't know I just didn't like it and the second one it's a stupid ending but at least it has an ending uh, but overall, the performances and the editing were so bad that I had a hard time going through it. But uh, it was cool to see the different haunts. So I would recommend it on that front. You know what, Steve? I think I'm actually going to rewatch one because it has been, I feel like, many years since I've seen it. But two, I wanted to kill Mel. <laughs> I was so angry watching that movie. I just, I didn't like it. I just need you to know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel uh, if you're gonna, if you're going to see a movie like this, I would watch Hell House LLC over this one. That's kind yeah. of a similar type of film, but done way better. So that that would be my recommendation if you're looking for this type of film. Yeah. Don't ask you, Joe. <laughs> see, I liked October Built and didn't like Hell House, so. I'm on the flip end of that, I guess. All right, Todd. Todd, coming through. Coming through with it. Um, all right, mine is Tremors. Uh, we did oh. a little family movie night, and that's a pretty tame horror movie by horror movie standards. Um, I mean, if you haven't seen this, it's uh, Kevin Bacon starring in an early role. Uh, and there's these creatures that they term, or they, they start calling graboids because they're like big-ass worms with tentacles that um, ride around in the dirt and pull you under and kill you. And it terrorizes this small town of perfection. And it's like 15 people there. And uh, we're just following the characters that are trying to get out of the town or kill the worms. Um, super likable cast. Very fun. Kevin Bacon and his, his friend, which I forget his name, are awesome. Um, you got Bert, who's a survivalist, who you know has a shit ton of guns, which is a really cool scene where he's killing them with like every gun in his house. Um, especially if you have younger kids that you're trying to you know slowly... Breaking the Horrors is an excellent one to get him in on. And, I, you know, I've seen this film numerous times, and it's always good. Yeah, it's definitely a fun ride. Did you guys order pizza with it, though? <laughs> um, No, we didn't. We just had some ice cream. Lame! <laughs> I remember my mom would always watch Tremors, and we always ordered pizza. Nice. Tremors, it's just good. Tremors yeah. 2 and 3 are good, too. But the other ones. Are I prefer sure, two more than I do three. Three, they start flying. I think. And yeah, I seen it time. It. yeah, I was gonna say I don't really remember the sequels all that much. So yeah. Uh, all right, my next watch is for a 2020 release, and it is called The Wretched. Um, I had actually mentioned maybe doing this one to you guys, but um, after watching it. I decided to talk about it here because I don't know if it's really one worth um, 
doing a full review on. Um, but basically, The Wretched is about um, a, a teenage boy whose parents are going through a divorce. So he goes and stays with um, the father over the summer. Um, and for some reason, his arm's broken. He's in a cast like the whole movie. Um, but anyway, uh, what happens here is that there is a witch basically living next door. And, um, you know, we don't really know how the witch got. Well, we do kind of see how the witch gets there. She, like, comes out out, out of the woods and um, off of a deer, actually, because um, the, the neighbors hit a deer and the witch ends up, come, like, dig, climbing out of the deer and ends up taking over the body of the neighbor next door. Um, and the rest of the movie is this teenage boy trying to, um, you know, see, you know, prove to everyone that there is actually like a witch living next door. Um, I got big Disturbia vibes on this one. If you've ever seen Disturbia, um, it's basically Disturbia but instead of a serial killer. There's a witch living next door. Um, it's a very tame movie. It's PG-13 horror, so there's nothing like. Uh, super gory or crazy here but there are some there's a couple of good really practical effects scenes um but overall i had problems with the the movie in general uh, it really just felt like a made for tv movie and i think the best way to describe it is like a full length episode of like are you afraid of the dark or goosebumps it's like a decent like intro to horror type movie um but for us more hardcore horror fans i would say at best it's you know like a sunday afternoon just lounge on the couch type watch all right uh my next one is itsy bitsy which i saw on amazon prime um it's a story of a uh, woman with her kids they move into a new house uh, trying to get away from her old life and she works uh, for a kind of like co like collector of oddities, uh, I guess you can say, kind of helping him out. Uh, he's disabled and stuff. And something happens where this egg breaks and it had a giant spider inside of it that starts terrorizing uh, the family and everything. Uh, I heard bad things about this movie. I think Joe had told me that he also heard bad things about it. But honestly, I think it's a decent movie. Uh, I, I, spiders just creep me the fuck out. So something like arachnophobia was just scarred me for life. And this one, it's got some good spider scenes, but the spider is a little bit fake looking, which does take a little bit away from the movie. But the movie overall has some good tension. It's got some unexpected moments. Uh, not necessarily the best acting or the greatest story, but overall, I'd say I enjoyed myself, and I would recommend it. So if you're looking for kind of, uh, you know, spider types of movie and stuff like that, and getting a few good jump scares and stuff, I think it's a decent watch. All right. Uh, decided to rewatch What We Do in the Shadows Season 1, because Season 2 is excellent. I talked about last episode. Um, so I couldn't get enough of it, so I decided to go back to Season 1, which I didn't like as much. Um when I was watching it, because I think it took a little bit to get started, and I still kind of stand by that. Um, but the characters themselves are just, they're awesome. I, I, there's not one character I don't like. Usually with a show like that, where you have four or five characters, you don't like somebody, but I like all of them. Uh, Guillermo, because he's a goofball familiar, and Lazo, because he's an asshole, and just all of them are great. Nadja is super hot, and 
super mean and funny and I just I love the show, man. And I can't wait for I think the episode aired last night. I haven't watched it yet, but um yeah, so good. Yeah. Has Steve, have you watched it yet? He can't. Oh shit. They don't have job on Canada. Damn. What season do you like better, Joe? Um, I like I think season well, granted we haven't gotten through the all of season two yet, but um I know. I I love I love both seasons equally, honestly. I was telling this to Todd the uh, couple episodes ago. I I think they're both equally as good, but I definitely can see that this season's I think is a bit a little bit funnier. But still, my favorite season is from season one when they take the Baronel party and they get like uh, high off the blood when they're yeah. when they're doing the. You know. I feel I like season one just a little bit better. I don't know, and I don't like what's his face, the energy vampire. Colin, Colin Robinson. I'm like Colin. I'm done with what? you. Oh. Like, like literally, the energy drains me. I can't. <laughs> I like when Nadja's like, "How was your day at work?" Colin's like, "Like you give a shit." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that last episode where it was more focused on him i was like all right this is fine. see i loved fine. it yeah i love that episode it was a good one i loved it too but he's definitely best in smaller doses just yeah he's yeah yeah agreed he's a good yeah. great side character he's not like a main character worthy but it was yeah. it was a it was it was a it was a nice change of pace though to have him in the lead for that episode so he's kind of like if michael scott was a vampire <laughs> and the and what's his face toby Toby, yeah. that'd be a good one. Yeah. Toby's good, yeah. But um, yeah, you know, I had never seen Better Call Saul, and I'm in season four now, and then I'm like, oh shit, it's Colin Robertson's in the in the show. Yeah. Oh. But um, you can't even get it like on Amazon or something, Steve. No, it's only available on Hulu, and we don't get huh. Hulu yet. We will soon, but not yet. That's strange. Is season? I was gonna say season was not available to like buy on DVD though. Because it's worth a purchase if you can find it, like, on eBay or something. I'll check, but uh, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. I really want to see it. I love Take OET, uh, <laughs> so I'm sure it's going to be great. So, yeah, I'll definitely. Well, do you have FX up there? Uh, we do, but it's it's complicated. It's like, anyway. Damn it, it's, Canada. It's, it's, I was going to say, sometimes <laughs> you got to check on the network's websites because we're so used to just waiting for Hulu and Netflix that sometimes – the websites will have the episodes on, even if they're not like on Hulu or Netflix. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into it more. Definitely, I definitely want to see it because you guys keep talking about it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is Steve's like, and I want you guys to shut the hell up about it. I fucking checked. Yeah. Um, Steve, isn't that guy directing the new Star Wars? Something. Yeah. I guess so. After after he that? does the third Thor, he'll uh, direct the new Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I love his style. Uh, it's mm-hmm. really like goofy and zany, but at the same time, like still good, you know, not too crazy. And I don't know, I just really love his style and it's going to be awesome. Did you guys ever end up watching the Nazi one that I really loved last year? I did. Uh, oh, amazing. Jojo Rabbit? No, yeah. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, yeah my, fa- my favorite movie. You know what? You think about it. Watch it. Get off the show and watch it right now. My favorite movie <laughs> right. last year. Though. Bye. Yeah, I watched that twice in the same week. That was a good one. Wow. It's, it's great, yeah. Yeah. Is it like a serious movie or is it comedy? So, it's a drama. With Rebel Wilson in it? Mm, yeah, but for like five minutes total. Oh, well, I was about she to like get a, excited. It's like one of those goofy dramas where 
everyone's just a little bit off, you know? Mm-hmm. But it has a really big heart in it and like some comedy. But it's, yeah. I like heart. Hey, it's It'll make you tear up. Okay. If it doesn't make you tear up, then I don't know. Something's wrong with you. I, mean, <laughs> I did get nominated for a bunch of awards, so. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll jump on it. Uh, all right. My last one for tonight is another 2020 release. It was just released this week, and that is A Nun's Curse, starring um, our good friend Damien Maffei, who's done the show a couple of times. Uh, also starring. Wait, Col- does he want you to talk about this? I don't know, but <laughs> I'm going to talk about it because I watched it. All right. Um, and also Felissa Rose, who stars as the nun. Um, this movie um, basically is about... Um, uh, it's basically four main characters. Um, a uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, and then the girlfriend's sister and her boyfriend. So the four of them are just kind of um traveling uh, you know doing a trip and they stop because the sister has like a fascination with old like ruins and um you know uh she has a real fascination with this this nun too whose name is sister monday so that's kind of the main reason they go there um and while they're there they end up exploring um the prison um that sister 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 monday was um working at and from there they end up in the prison they get stuck in the prison and they are terrorized um by um this nun sister monday who um i was a little disappointed because you never she's just is the normal she just looks normal the whole time it's basically just felissa rose in a um, a noun costume and she doesn't really take her demonic form until probably the last like 15 minutes of the movie so that's a bit of a bummer um but overall um this movie was terrible um it was just really really bad it is no doubt about it going to make my worst of the year list um the movie only clocks in at one hour 13 minutes um so you know it's that it has that going for it i guess it's not like uh super long or anything that but man uh, just some really um just a really bad plot is what and not great acting but i will say our boy damien did a great job he's definitely one of the highlights of this he plays like the uh douchebag asshole boyfriend and uh he has some good uh funny stuff in this but uh some of the other actors is really rough acting um and yeah just a really dumb plot and just a terrible terrible ending like i think i could have kind of i would have never given this movie like a passing grade but i would have made it wouldn't have made my worst of the year list if it wasn't for the ending but it's just such a dumb ending um that it's just unforgivable and uh yeah i still want to see it (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why it's just. I that. I will say it's it's very poorly done. It's a very uh, amateur um, yeah. movie. I will say that it's like the screeners we get sometimes, like right. especially the ones the Dorkening guys uh, send us sometimes. It's uh, it's along those lines. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so my last one was recommended by one of you guys, and I don't remember who. Uh, it's ICU which I saw on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, which one of you two saw that? 
or that was me. Uh, yeah, okay. I think I talked about it like uh, like last week or the week before, but yeah. Okay, per yeah. So uh, I'd written it down, but I forgot who it was. So ICU is uh, the story of people who are frogging, which is people who squat in uh, somebody's house without knowing it, uh, hiding in you know the walls or in a crawl space Crazy. or whatever it is. That's scary yeah, as fuck. That's like my yeah. biggest fear. That's what I thought was in my in my attic until I figured out it was mice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it must have been almost relieved as mice. My God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's about uh, these uh, froggers who are kind of doing this, and they start terrorizing the family that live in that house. And then, so that that's like the first third of the movie, and then the second third shows the same like as the first third, but from the perspective of the froggers as opposed to the. Per perspective of the family and it kind of gives their perspective into what's going on and then the last third kind of brings it together into what was a very interesting and fun twist and i really like this film uh it's super well made the acting is really good it really like played with my expectations and emotions like one scene i'm liking a character one scene i'm not liking a character that i don't know who to like anymore and it's a really good film and I'm, i don't want to say too much because it's one of those films i think is better uh the less you know so i would highly recommend this one i see you on prime uh, stars uh, helen hunt uh, if yeah so I, I don't even want to say more because honestly you need to see it uh with as little as you as possible you've seen that one joe i did yeah i watched it um like a week or two ago um, but yeah, did you like it? I did. Yeah, I, I like it. It does. She's like the Why main. She's me? like the main character. Um, yeah, overall, I, I liked it too. It's not. I don't. It's not gonna personally make my like best of the year list, but I think it's a solid. Um, not every movie has to make your list. <laughs> what, what was it? Twenty nineteen. What's that, Steve? Wasn't it twenty? Wasn't it last year? I don't know. I was. I thought it was a twenty twenty release, but I guess it could have been twenty nineteen. Yeah, I think it was December twenty nineteen. So. Okay. Well, never mind then. But I think yeah, it's it, definitely it, worth. I think it's definitely worth a watch, and it's it's entertaining for sure. But you know who used to do that in real life? Frogging. Yeah. No. Charlie Manson and his gang of people. Really? Yeah, they uh, they called it they called it creepy crawling. Oh my god. And they would they would go in and move people's furniture around like oh my god the worst people imaginable doing that shit. That, that's yeah that's <laughs> I can't even imagine like I see YouTube videos sometimes. I watch a couple of YouTubers that show like top tens of other clips, and one of them was like people are living in your house and super creepy. Like yeah. I see that a lot I in like Asian that. cultures. Yeah, yeah, like uh, populated cities and stuff. Mm -hmm. You see that a lot now. Yeah. yeah, there's an Asian girl living like in a dude's cupboard above his um fridge. And... Yes, I've seen that one, Todd. <laughs> yeah, that's why you gotta have dogs, people. Yeah, what, what, like, yeah, and it's just creepy. And I, I was just watching something, like, last week of uh, people who find, like, s secret rooms in their houses, and there's, like, beds and food and stuff like that, or uh, I can't even imagine. It'd be just crazy. When they drink their Deadly Grounds coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Ah, 
Oh, they're so disgusting. All right. We going into some horror news now? Let's do it. All righty. Horror news, folks. All right. Best uh, first bit of news here. Let's get into a uh, big one to start here. I see Sam looking over at my notes here, and she's she's all wide eyed. Why are you all wide eyed? Too much. I'm just so excited. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, the first bit of news here is we are going to be getting a Silence of the Lambs um, new TV series as Clarice has been picked up. From CBS, um, Rebecca Breed, Sam, from Pretty Little Liars fame, will star as Clarice Starling. Do you know who that is? Rebecca. No, Rebecca. not by the name. She must not have been one of the liars. I'll tell you that right now. All right. You'll have to do some research here while I'm talking. But uh, she will star, and also Cal Penn from Harold and Kumar fame, and Michael Kulitz from Walking Dead fame will also be starring. Uh, but Clarice will be set in 1993. A year after the events of The Silence of the Lambs, uh, the series is a deep dive into the untold personal story of Clarice Starling as she returns to the field to pursue serial murderers and sexual predators while navigating the high-stakes political world of Washington, um, D.C. So, for you Silence of the Lambs fans, um, this could be um, a really cool and uh, interesting television series. What's her last name? Uh, Breeds. So I like it, but does it need to be Sansa Lambs? Like, yeah, it doesn't sound like it really needs to be. It sounds like it's just a way to lure people yeah. in, right? Like, it doesn't sound like it's gonna have anything to do with, like, the if, actual mythos. Because if you it. don't have Lecter, like, what's the point, really? Yeah. Because you don't watch it for Sterling, you watch it for Lecter, you know. Agreed. So, I don't know. Do you know who that girl is, Sam? Did you look her up? Yeah, I did. She's only like in one episode. Oh, okay. So I will not be watching it. Or will I? <laughs> what uh, what network did you say that's on? CBS. CB- oh, okay. So it'll be like one. It'll probably be like one of those basic. It'll be know, canceled in a year. CSI type stuff. But you never know. Could be good. Um. All right. Uh, some news out for uh, uh the Twilight Zone season two. Which did anyone watch that besides Sam and I? I watched the first episode, but I just okay. never watched anymore. Come on, Todd. I, you know, isn't it on their it's on demand the service? Yeah. Which everyone has a damn. <laughs> everyone has a freaking streaming service now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Sam, what do you think of season one of Twilight Zone? Um, I really loved it. Uh, I feel like I think the first episode was my favorite, and then it kind of went down as the episodes as I saw the episodes, but I still really liked it. Okay. All right. Well, season two will be premiering Thursday, June 25th, and a little bit different this year, as last year's um, was a weekly thing where they dropped a new episode every week. This time, all 10 episodes um, will drop at once Thursday, June 25th. So for you binge watchers, that is some uh, good news there. I'm going to watch them all at the same time. Oh, okay. Um, But just some... um, a couple of the highlights from this season. Um, episode 8 will star Joel McHale, which I know Sam will be excited for. No, I won't. I thought you loved Joel McHale. No. Well, all right. Well, then. <laughs> uh, another episode will star Damon Wayans Jr. All right. Mm-hmm. Another episode starring Topher Grace, who I really like. Nice. Him really yeah. Yeah. 
He's good mm-hmm. in that Black Mirror episode. Yeah. yeah. And then another uh, episode will be directed by Osgood Perkins, who we just did for Gretel and Hansel um, last week, actually. And um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. But yeah, so June 25th on CBS All Access. Man, they got to get like Ari Aster and Eggers in that, man. That'd be dope. That would be really, yeah. That would be awesome. Maybe season three. Yeah. Or they should just do like, they should bring back Masters of Horror and do, get those guys involved. That'd be really cool. Hell yeah. Uh, All right, the next bit of news here is American Horror Story. As Ryan Murphy, the show creator, has teased a spinoff titled American Horror Stories. Um, So in what we we are learning with this is it is going to be an anthology series where each episode will be a completely um, different story. Um, I'm actually completely on board with this idea just because I feel like American Horror Story, they have great episodes, but as the series, as like the seasons progress, some episodes are just really terrible. And so I think like, and I think a great example of this is American Horror Story 1984. I thought the first episode of that was like genius. I thought it was like one of the best episodes they've ever done. And then like after that, there's, season like completely went down so i think like a one hour anthology thing with american horror story could be really well and uh i'm actually excited for this idea do you know if there's gonna be like a wraparound that i don't know it doesn't no details as far as that okay Uh, all right next bit of news here um for those of you that are listening on date of release um tomorrow this uh saturday may 16th um, they are. There's going to be a Twitter watch-along party for Halloween 2018 with special guests John Carpenter, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jason Blum, Judy Greer, James Jude Kurt, Courtney, and Nick Castle will all be live tweeting along. Um, all you have to do is just um, follow hashtag Halloween at home on Twitter um, the watch party is going to start at 12.45 p.m. Pacific time, 3.45 p.m. Eastern time. Um, that is when you will hit play um, on your uh, TV for the movie. So a pretty cool little idea there for sure for those of us all stuck in quarantine. Um, all right, next bit of news here is the Hatchet series. Uh what do you guys think? What are you guys' thoughts on Hatchet? I think I've only seen the first one. Okay. I, th- I think the only good one is the first one. All right. Well, uh, Adam Green has come out with um, new news on the Hatchet series. He said um, it is a safe bet that the Hatchet series will continue. And he even teased that given the success of... Um, Victor Crowley, that he will be going off the bayou in his next movie. Um, he A quote from Adam Green here, uh, given the success of Victor Crowley, um, we'll be seeing the bayou butcher paint the screen red again. Uh, one of the aspects of the original t- trilogy that I'm most proud of is that the film fits together as one cohesive story. 
always starting on the very frame that the previous entry ended on. So just like how I had the original trilogy plotted out before we ever shot a frame of the first film, I had several films plotted out before I started shooting Victor Crowley as well. Um, but yeah, so it looks like we'll be getting another one. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I kind of agree with... I don't even agree that the first movie was that great. I'm just not a big fan of the Hatchet series, but... You know, we'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot, I guess. All right, uh, next bit of news here. I know this one's really going to bum out um, at least Todd. I don't know, but I, I think Steve might have watched it too. But USA Network has officially canceled the Purge television series after just two seasons. Um, yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah, good show. Check it out. Although I haven't seen season two. All right. And, uh, all right, the last bit of news tonight is Netflix is adapting a new television, a new series for their platform called Zhuan Origins. Um, yeah, so basically what this is going to be, is the J-Horror classic franchise Zhuan was actually based on real events that occurred over four decades and the truth is even more terrifying. Can the people haunted by this house escape from its curse? And what kind of grim incident occurred in this cursed house in the past? Juon Origins will stream on Netflix July 3rd, 2020. So obviously, if you are a fan of J-Horror, um, this is definitely um, a series you will want to check out. And finally, actually, um, the original Ghoulies creators are hoping to get Sony on board with a franchise reboot. So if you want to um, do your part, they are currently there's currently a petition out there right now. Um, so if you sign it and pass it along, um, basically what it says is Ghoulies transcended its original generation and was embraced by the following generation who loved the weirdly strange and goofy world of the Ghoulies. The cult of Ghoulies has grown legion over the decades. This legion of old fans and a whole generation of new fans crave for a new Ghoulies for the new millennium. Um, so yeah, uh, it's great that the, the original Ghoulies creators are involved, and it's been a while since we've had a Ghoulies movie, and I, I would love to see a new one. So yeah, go out there, check it out, um, sign the petition, and maybe maybe they'll get a new Ghoulies going. And uh, yeah, that's it for horror news. I think they need to stop with the grudge stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they also need to do trivia. Trivia. Get your trivia questions out, people. No. Get them out. <laughs> no looking around the room, tipping off Joe what poster you're looking at, or what little figure. <laughs> little bastard's coming back. <laughs> I'm not even close, but uh, so currently right now in last place is Joe, myself, with 14 points. In third place is Sam with 17 points. Woo-woo! In second place is Steve with 23 points. And in first place, the reigning champion, Todd, with 27 points. My boy, Todd. <laughs> Get the protein shakes out, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to lead off today. Go for it. <clears throat> Get right. those mics ready. Steve's fucking clearing his throat getting ready. <laughs> yeah. Steve, did you check back at that one question that you disputed? Yeah, so, so the, there, there's two questions that I was like 0.1 seconds uh, later. So uh, the score stands. Uh, 
I'm all hyped up on Arizona green tea right now. <laughs> Yum. It's because you're drinking those beers, man, called freaking Lumberjack or whatever. Yeah, the sexual Lumberjack. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What horror legend stars in Mosquito? Uh, Gunnar Hansen. Gosh damn it, Joe. You couldn't get that answer? Yes, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I was like, wait, we did this for episode 100, and I completely forgot. <laughs> Mosquito? Never yeah. seen it. That's yes, great. you did. You I saw it. it. Yeah, you yeah. watched it, too. Mosquito? We watched it for episode 100 with Gunnar Hansen, and he, they're, all the mosquitoes come to, like, the house, and they're all stuck inside. Oh, yeah, the fun one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's <laughs> what you guys did? <laughs> How funny. Yeah. Gunnar busts out the chainsaw. Yep. To fight the mosquitoes, yeah. He sure did. All right, Steve gets the point. <clears throat> All right, Steve. All right. All right. I'll go next, I suppose. All right, this one is regarding tonight's movie, Drag Me to Hell. So, all right. You're going to have to be quick on this one because I'm sure you're all going to know the answer to it. <laughs> okay. What is the object that Gypsy curses? Button. Uh, but, but, uh, Steve got Steve it. Got it. Steve I had. know because the Bambox gave me one. And I, yes. That's, <laughs> I said that to Sam uh, last night when we were watching it. I was like, I was like, I have that button somewhere. <laughs> gave you a button? Yes. They gave it's like the most infamous item. Yeah. That's it so was, bad. In the same uh, box, they also gave a rock from uh, The Darkness, which is like <laughs> one of the shittiest movies ever. And so everyone was freaking out because they gave a button and a rock in the same box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, the the holder for the button is so cool that I ended up using it for like something else. Yeah, like I, put, I, uh, I, I destroyed mine on camera. On camera, I, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Too camera. funny. Mm-hmm. All right, mine is also pertaining to tonight's film that we're reviewing. Which, okay. just to remind you guys, in case anyone forgot, it was my pick. Alrighty. <laughs> Modest, huh? You know it. All right. What color was Christine's coat that she? Yellow. Purchased? I'm blue. Red. Sorry. Blue. Todd got it. Uh, Yay. Red. It's a pretty uh, cute color. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I got some softballs this week, so. Okay, go for it. Uh, are you gonna say something? I was just gonna say I really want to talk about Dragon to Hell, but. That's all. No, that's we have a whole episode dedicated. To it, so. <laughs> I want to do it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna leave. It's okay. We can stop it here. <laughs> um, you right. too, huh? You bastard. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my theme this week is future what watches. So they're on my pull list. So the first one, in Chopping Mall, how many robots are there in the mall? Three. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Joe just watched it. Yeah, I he did. Just it. <laughs> uh, people have been talking about it a lot in the last like week or two, and I don't. Yeah, know it's weird. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's because people listen to the podcast. I, I actually think it's because oh, of it that Joe a- Bob Riggs thing. Oh, Joe Bob. Uh, that's right. It was on Joe Bob's. Uh, yeah. Probably because that. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh-huh. listening. Why? <laughs> what? Oh, Sam, are you an anti-Joe Bobber? I don't know. Oh. oh. Guess Speaking of another episode for that. Uh, <laughs> all right. This is only for one point, but I need three answers here. Oh, God. Oh, shit. God. 
I'm not giving no three pointers. Scared. <laughs> name. No, yeah, I don't want you getting all three of them. All right. Name, name three horror movies Kevin Bacon has been in. Tremors. Friday the 13th. Sure of Echoes. And uh, Hollow Man. Well, I'm going to give. I don't know how I should have point this out because Sam got one that Steve didn't get, but Steve also got two. Yeah, this is Steve. He each, was able to name more than I was. Each, I'd say just each give him a point. All right, we'll do one Steve, point. Steve, what was that middle one you said? Stir of Echoes. Oh, yeah. Why did mm-hmm. I think of that? I, thought that? I honestly thought that was going to be the first one you said. I felt like I was being a tank. <laughs> Damn it. Such a good movie. It is. Yes, it is. One each. One each. All righty. All right. What is the name of the camp in Sleepaway Camp? Uh, Ironwalk? Yes. Motherfucking Steve. <laughs> like Damn. I got a no doubt this beer. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Steve coming through with the horror knowledge. Yes, sir. My turn? Yes, ma'am. Well, I'm going to stump you, Steve. I'm going to stop that right now. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> In the movie, Drag Me to Hell, what is the name of Clay's parents' cat? Oh. Kitty. Kitty. Mr. Bigglesworth. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows that that reference? (laughs) Who doesn't know that reference? (laughs) I don't. What? Austin Powers. Dr. Evil's cat. Is it Kitty? No. Oh, it's something stupid, isn't it? Like, pretentious? All right. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. The cat's name is Todd. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so, it's Hexabah. Oh. I never would have gotten that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't even remember that. We watched it last night. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one here. In Basket Case... What's the name of the creature in the basket? Lyle. Lyle. Joe with the point. Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, you got it first. So. He was trying to hold me down. Well, I have seen, but I've <laughs> I always know. wanted to watch. We should watch. We got to watch it. And that was the first time watching me this week. So. Mm-hmm. When we got to watch Society, Sam. Is Basket Cakes kind of like Society? I feel like I, I see a lot of like bloody, like stretchy skin when I think of Basket Case, too. Nah, it's just like a little creature kind of thing. Oh, wait, actually, maybe I have seen Basket Case. Yeah, he's... Yeah, it's I like the little have. guy with, like, the little... Yeah. Little hand, yeah. Yeah. Lives in a basket. How sweet. <laughs> sweet little basket friend. Yep. <laughs> yeah. My turn? Yes, yep. sir. Oh. Okay. Hopefully Steve doesn't freaking talk. Uh, <laughs> all right. The Strangers 2, Pray at Night, features what famous song? Cruel Summer. No. Damn. I don't remember. In uh, a very infamous scene. Probably the best scene of that hey, year. Uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart. There you go. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. I was close, god dang it. <laughs> yeah. Joe wouldn't have got that one unless I didn't guess. <laughs> That one's from my boy, D-Math. 
That's my boy. <laughs> that is your boy. Just Sam's joking. got a big crush on him. Just joking. Respect to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right. That guy's always out like hiking and stuff with his boys. Right? Yeah. Doing dad stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. My last question is, what is the year listed in the final shot of The Shining? 1921? Uh, Todd, you are correct. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Oof. Okay, it's bad performance tonight, but I'll take those two points. My turn? Oh, yes. All righty. And drag me to hell. Okay, so you have to name both to get a point. Oh, okay. What items did Christine use for defense in her car with Mrs. Ganache? A stapler. Swine. And a cross. A, a ruler. Todd got it. Oh, yeah. Yay. Oh, shit. I had to think about that. That gum scene is so gross. <laughs> You'll get your turn, Todd. Just wait till like, two more minutes. <laughs> All right. I'm pulling, I'm pulling close to Steve. You are making a last minute comeback here. All right. Uh, what's the name of the short film that inspired the movie All Hallows Eve? Oh, fuck. Oh, uh, uh, is it just Art the Clown? That is incorrect. Oh, you, you bastard. You led with correct. <laughs> no, I said incorrect. <laughs> um, uh, Halloween. No, wait. Halloween night. Terrifier. That's right. Oh. Yeah. It was actually the short. Wait, was called what Terrifier was the question? Then... How did you word that? What's the name of the short film that inspired the movie All Hallows Eve? It's Terrifier, and then they made the full length feature. That's right. After after All Hallows Eve. Man, I love All Hallows Eve, man. Wait, what? I don't understand <laughs> the question. I so, feel like it's so, the opposite way around that you're asking so the, it. No, you're saying the title of the short film that inspired All Hallows Eve. Right. So he made ter- a 20-minute film called Terrifier, which led to All Hallows Eve, and that popularity made him remake Terrifier as a full-length film. I don't have a brain. <laughs> <laughs> and we get Terrifier 2 coming out soon. You know what? I busted Art's balls too much. Oh, okay. You coming around on Art? I'm not coming around, but I I was a little too harsh. Okay. I it's mean, a I'm fun a little movie. jealous. It's a good slasher, but there's like it's no fun. Pl- there's like no plot whatsoever. Yeah. That's but it's it's good. It's good for what it is. Yeah. My my beef is him charging forty bucks for one movie. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? His autograph. <laughs> yeah, Horton Howard. I take my comment back. <laughs> Just joking. Yeah, to put it in perspective, that was the same price George Romero charged me when I got his autograph. That's so. fucked up. Yeah. yeah, but to be also to be but fair, also also be fair, cons now are not what they were probably when you met. Well, him. and also to be fair, horror fans, y'all pay too much for the, some of the stuff you get. Just saying, like we allow people to raise their prices. Like that's yeah. our own fault. Yeah, there's no con now. You you can't find a celebrity that charges under like thirty now. Now that Sid's gone, I was gonna say Sid, Mm -hmm. but yeah, R.I.P. Man. Mm -hmm. Do you guys still follow Sid on Instagram? 
No, yeah, I do. His wife posts. I mean, I probably do, but I don't ever see it. Instagram only shows me like five people. I'm sick of it. Well, you gotta Mm. put notifications on, but I do. Okay. You don't have to notify for everyone taking a poop. I got a like too. Well, I only update it about once a year, so you should be on. You know what, Todd? Like, my eyes light up so bright when I see a notification from Todd. And I'm like, we got to tell Todd to post more, guys. Let's see when the last time I posted something was. It, it, you know what? It's not a lot because I, I looked up a picture for your birthday, and it was like, there's nothing. <laughs> your Instagram is so empty. Todd, why don't you post? You have, like, the coolest stuff. You have your little <sighs> man cave. Take five know. pictures a week and just post them whenever. Last time I posted was September 26, 2019. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I just, you guys know I'm not really a social media guy. I don't think so. <laughs> real cat? What happened to a cat? Pet cemetery. They just, he just killed, he just killed church. Oh, I have a cat. <laughs> That's a real cat. I mean, it's a real cat, but I don't think when he stabbed it with the needle, it was a real cat. <laughs> but they had to sedate him to make him look like that. They ha- Is this a real cat? <laughs> they couldn't have done that because they had the animal rights things back then. Yeah. yeah. That looks like a real cat. I've seen plenty of animals get euthanized. I don't know, it was 1989. That's so a real not- euthanasia. <laughs> you know, Godzilla's not real too, right, Sam? That looks kind of... What does? Godzilla. That's not real either. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, after tonight, folks, uh, let's see here. Sam got one point to raise her total to 18 points. Uh, Joe got four points to tie Sam with 18 points. Todd, Steve, throw me some bones next week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Steve received four points tonight. To go up to 27 points. And Todd received three points tonight to go up to 30. He remains in the lead with 30, followed by Steve with 27, and Joe and Sam in a tie for third with 18 each. Closing that gap, Todd. I know. Got a little worried there. Yeah, it's a good thing you picked up the end, or I was was coming for it. Smells blood. Off your questions, no lies. <laughs> I know. I, you know, it's funny too. I was looking at one. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not gonna ask that because Steve will get it. And he still got my fucking questions. <laughs> you know what the worst part is? I, I forgot that uh, Kevin Bacon was in Tremors, but during news, I was uh, downloading the pictures of the posters so I could do the right. Sunday thing, and I saw it on there. So it's <laughs> the only reason I remember that. Cheater. But I did watch Jerry Beckles recently, so. So good. Also, a future what watch. So then I should get the point and Steve should lose yeah, a point. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to watch the sequel, Steve. For Sir Beck? Oh, right. Yeah, no. It's just because of the stupid Tubi in their leaving soon category. And I, I just like watch everything <laughs> before it leaves. But <laughs> nice. it's been the same list for the last like month and a half. <laughs> so I watched all that stuff in like a week just for nothing, basically. Oh, man. That's good. Good movies, though. So. Yeah. That reminds me, I need to finish Stir of Echoes. I mean, not Stir of Echoes, um, The Secret Window, because that's almost leaving on Shutter. Oh, yeah. There you you got to do it. Still haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. Drag Me to Hell? Yes, sir. All right.
Mr. Jacks, I was wondering if you'd made any decision regarding the assistant manager's position. It's between Stu and yourself. Stu Rubin, the new guy? Stu's someone who's not afraid to make the tough decisions. I'm perfectly capable of making the tough decisions. I'll let you know as soon as I decide, okay? Will you help me? Please. Okay. We have an elderly woman asking for an extension on her mortgage payment. We would have to throw her out of her house. We've already granted her two extensions. It's a tough decision. Your call. Another extension is out of the question. Where will I live? I'm really sorry. Never have I begged for anything. But now, I humble myself before you. I beg you. Please let go. Please let go. Soon it will be you who comes begging to me. Someone has cursed you. Is the Lamia the most feared of all demons? For the first three days, the spirit torments its victims. After that, it will come to take you. Take me where? To burn in hell for eternity. It's coming for me. Please listen to me. There's nothing coming for you. How do I get rid of this? I welcome. You can give the curse away. Two thousand nine, directed by Sam Raimi of Spider-Man: The Evil Dead fame. Um, so going off, I am to be here. A loan officer who evicts an old woman from her home finds herself the recipient of a supernatural curse. Desperate, she turns to a seer to try and save her soul, while evil forces work to push her to a breaking point. Um, yeah, so this girl works in a loan uh, in a bank, and uh, she's competing with like this super dickhead uh, mm-hmm. for the assistant manager position. Um, and her boss is like, hey, man, you, you got to make tough calls. The other dude, he makes good calls and stuff like that. So this old lady um, comes in there and she's like, hey, um, the bank uh, says they're going to take my house. Can you please help me out? And she's like, oh, but we already gave you two extensions. And she's like, please. And she starts like, she, in my opinion, puts our lead actress in a super vulnerable slash like on the spot spot by getting on her knees and like crying in the middle of a bank. Mm-hmm. Um, naturally she says no we can't do that and then it's suddenly our girl's problem that this girl hasn't been paying her damn um, mortgage payments which I don't get and she you know starts doing some crazy stuff and grabs a, a button and curses her and we go from there and the whole movie is our character like is it real am I seeing shit or am I actually like almost getting possessed or you know haunted or whatever it is and uh, we follow her with her boyfriend, played by Justin Long, who I said earlier is super likable and everything. I I don't I can't think of a movie I don't like him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just Task- like that cool friend. Tusk was great. Tusk it was, was great. That's creepy. <laughs> waiting, waiting's a good little comedy. Yeah. yeah. Justin um, is a great actor. Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers. Yep. Yeah, oh yeah. What's his name in that? Obviously. Dairy. 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 That'd be a good trivia question. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're just following her around as demonic things start happening to her. She goes to this um, 
fortune teller and he's like man you're like you're possessed by evil spirit or it's following you around and then they try to essentially get rid of the spirit by doing like a sacrifice and things go awful and uh, leave it at that sam since this was your pick you take it away So, I remember seeing this movie in the theater, and it scared me a few times because all of the the loudness and all of the jump scares, and I liked it back then when I watched it, and I would watch it here and there, and I still really enjoy it. I feel like it's super underrated. People don't talk about it enough. Um, I'm probably maybe the one person that doesn't really see it as a comedy. I know people try to say that it's a comedy, but I don't think it is. Um, but that's, I could see some of the parts were a little goofy, like as I get older when I watch it. Um, and going back to what Todd said about how she, Mrs. Uh, Ganache put Christine in an awkward position. Obviously you haven't been poor, Todd. <laughs> So, well, I want to beg. If I was about to lose my house, I would totally like beg someone just to help me. I mean, she was able to, and I think Mrs. Ganache knew that. Should she have gone to hell for that? No, obviously not. And since I don't consider a comedy, I will say, because of the great performance that Justin Long provides us, in this, I like to call it a horror romance because what a gentleman he is to Christine. Like he totally takes care of her. Like he's just a true, a true old fashioned guy, you know? He's very um, likable. He's so likable. He's so sweet. Um, when I watched it this last time though, there were some parts where I felt like Christine was kind of like a little bit airheadish. And uh, there were some points where she would lie to her boyfriend about what was going on. And I'm like, clearly, it's obvious that things aren't all right. Like, how is he not seeing this? But what do I know? And I don't really appreciate that she had to kill her kitty cat. But (laughs) (laughs) But I guess when you have to sacrifice something instead of your own life. It didn't even help. It didn't even (laughs) help. Nope. Well, she didn't even, like, try to do... Like, usually you gotta put some pizzazz into it, right? <laughs> like, make a oh. show of it. Yeah. So, I really liked it. It's a really good one. Um, okay. Steve, Joe? Uh, yeah. So, I remember seeing this one in theaters when it first came out back in 09. And, um, I was very torn on it with the first when I had saw it for the first time um mainly because of the comedic elements in it i really wasn't expecting it to be a horror comedy when i went and saw it and the comedy elements threw me off and i wasn't a big fan of it um so coming back and revisiting it i was excited because it had been a while since i'd seen it and i definitely enjoyed it um a lot more on this watch but i gotta say there still was some stuff i i like absolutely hated uh in this movie and it is and once again it is the comedy elements of the movie um i really don't they just didn't work for me um but with that being said i think the rest of the movie works really well um and yeah overall i uh, i really enjoyed it on this watch 
Yeah, uh, a, a bit of the same. I saw it in theaters when it first came out, and maybe one more time on Blu-ray uh, a little bit later. Um, so I went in. My expectations were kind of in the middle because I remember liking it but not loving it. Uh, so I, I don't see it really as a comedy. As like, I never really laughed during the film. Uh, maybe there's like things that are so kind of ridiculous that it's chuckle-worthy, but nothing yeah. uh, too funny here. Um, I made the big mistake of eating dinner while eating this, while watching this film, which was a fucking mistake because it is such a gross film. Uh, there's so many really gross out scenes in this film. Uh, there's some eating? things. Sorry. What were you eating? Uh, what was I eating? Uh, shawarma. Ass. What? <laughs> no, definitely is that not. In, ass. Indian Indian food? No, it's um, uh, Lebanese food. Oh. Is it like a noodle dish? No, it's like rice, um, beef, and like potatoes with garlic. Just okay. get like a flatbread or just something? Ask, just trying to get the idea of the texture and comparing it to the scenes in the movie, that's all. Okay, yeah, no, it's just the fact that it was gross. <laughs> that is uh, <laughs> tough to eat at the same time. Uh, there were some things in the movie, which I'll talk about a little bit later, that really bothered me. Uh, the CGI in particular, I thought was pretty bad. Um, yeah. Especially in like the attic scene. But... Uh, yeah, there's a lot that I liked about it as well, but I want to keep the details so a little bit later. I just want to hear what Todd says first. I did not see this in the theater. I was actually on a training thing, um, so I didn't see it till a couple years later, and that was the last time until recently. And um, I'm going to be a little bit weaker on it than you guys are. I, I don't think Allison, um, what's her face, um, is... Allison there you go. She's a good actress, but I thought she underplayed a lot of things in this movie where mm -hmm. she reacted like the same, had the same facial expression to a lot of things. And there was like zero sense of urgency, um, like during the attack and when there's like shit going on, it, it was just, it was kind of strange. Um, mm -hmm. What I did like about it though was Justin Long, of course, he's a freaking cool guy. Um, so, some of Sam Raimi's direction reminded me a lot of Evil Dead, mm -hmm. but, um, and, then, and then the gross out, like, I was eating um, some pretzels, and that's like you know pretty plain. But even that, I was like, Ugh. like especially when there's like slime and mm -hmm. bile and gums, and she's taking out her teeth. The dude, it's just gross. Playing so. with the mucus wad. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> stealing. You know what? Another thing. This girl's stealing all her candies. Candy, I knew. <laughs> Come on, man. Like I have no sympathy for her because that's just. All right, I'll take that back. I do have a little bit of sympathy for her, but not when she's going to start making a scene in front of everybody and try to like pull yeah. on her heartstrings and then steal her candy. And why would you why would you curse someone to go to freaking hell because you didn't pay your mortgage payments? Yeah. She can live with her family, obviously. They're having a freaking big-ass party for her. I don't know, man. Why didn't the daughter already step in before it got to that point? That's all I'm saying. True, and her daughter was smoking hot. Right. It, I felt like nice. a big. I, I this felt like an '80s B movie to me, but like in current times, that's like the vibe I got the whole time watching this. Yeah, you know, it would have definitely improved. It was no CGI because it was terrible. Mm -hmm. All of it was terrible. I agree, it was terrible, but just because I had seen it a long time ago, I could just kind of remember it for how it was when I saw it. But mm. like, even there was a part that I noticed where. They CGI'd her like vomit on Christine's face and literally her face was dry. Like nothing was on there. Yeah. I'm like, you couldn't throw something a little in her mouth for her to spit out. Like, come on. 
-hmm. Especially after I, Sam did like put Bruce Campbell through everything for the Evil Dead movies. Like he didn't even he didn't yeah. do anything. Right. Well, this was his first foray back into horror, right? After the Spider Man trilogy. Mm, yeah, unless you count like Dark Man in the nineties. Yeah. But, well, yeah. yeah. So one problem I had with this movie was, um, like, wouldn't they have called the police on Ganush after the like attack in the car? Like, there was like we didn't see any police involvement like at all. Yeah, we didn't know why she died either. No, they don't explain that either. But like, I was just like, I was watching it, and like, you have this huge like attack scene with her. And, like, they're fucking, like, she's, like, ripping, you know, smashing into cars and shit. Like, why wouldn't you call the police and get her arrested and stuff? And then the next time we see her, she's, like, dead. And I don't know. I just wanted more from that Mrs. Ganesh character. And I feel like, I, I think it could have been better if they did do that. I agree. Especially since she told her, like, you'll come begging to me soon. But we yeah. never got to see that because she's dead. Mm -hmm. That would have been a cool little fuck you moment for her. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. There's a lot of inconsistencies with this movie, and that was definitely one of my issues with it. Uh, I wrote down a few here. But first of all, in the attic, so who's hanging anvils up in the attic just like, randomly? <laughs> <laughs> that that, that, that was no fucking so sense. dumb. The and Looney Tunes, was, duh. That is one of the scenes that I absolutely hated in this movie, for sure. Wait, who's hanging what up? When um, she's being like attacked yeah. by the demon or whatever, and like an anvil comes down and like crushes... Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just that dumb. Was it was like so loony. It was like yeah. Looney Tunes, and that's just like why. Like, I think this movie would have been like, I would have liked this movie so much more had there been it just been like straight horror. And and I guess that's like Raimi's like mo. Like he likes to put like goofy comedy stuff into his horror movies, like like the Evil Dead trilogy. But like Evil Dead One didn't have any like comedy really at all and i mean I, for me personally i like evil dead one the most and maybe that's why i just don't really like comedy in my horror um unless it is like a straight horror comedy like a brain dead or like a Shaun of the dead or something like that but i don't really think it was supposed to be a comedy film though not a comedy film but like i don't know like i mean i don't know i would consider this a horror comedy just because there's so much comedy in it. No, there's not, Joe. You don't think there is? No. Yeah, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of slapstick in it. Yeah. There's that, but I wouldn't say it's like... Yeah, well, that's what I mean by comedy, is like yeah. the slapstick stuff, which is like a lot. And then like, man, another scene I absolutely fucking hated is <laughs> during the um, seance scene, which is a absolutely fantastic scene for the most part, but when the fucking demon is floating and they play that really fucking, sh like... <laughs> uh, zany music and he starts like fucking dancing and like and that's another problem i had this movie was the score i hated the score in this movie um just because it just seemed really out of place and kind of added to that slapstick like thing but just that like the demon fucking dancing to that like cheesy music really like took me out of that scene which for the most part was really good yeah, that, that was totally my next note <laughs> fucking Rainy has got to stop with the goddamn dancing. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it was Spider-Man 3 all over again. Classic. I just couldn't with the damn dancing. Just <laughs> absolutely took me out completely of that scene. Mm -hmm. uh, which, yeah, like you said, it was a really cool scene, but oh my god. That, that scene was just awful. Uh, and another big issue I had, 
So the she uh, Ganesh keeps taking like all this hair off of the main character's head, but her hair is like perfect throughout the film. So <laughs> where, where's all this hair coming from? Like what the fuck? Yeah. There's no continuity in this damn movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, one scene I will go with a positive now. Um, one scene I really did like where I feel like the slapstick comedy worked really well was the dinner scene with the parents. Like I thought that scene um, worked the best out of all of the the comedy bits that they went for, um, and it just made you feel like really like bad for her. Like you could really uh, sympathize with her character during that scene because she's just wanting to impress Justin Long's parents there, and she has like this like breakdown, and uh, it, it worked really well. I thought. His his mom's a bitch, right? Oh yeah, we're totally. All green there. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're like the snooty rich people the dad was cool yeah mm-hmm. he was chill but i don't that cake she made look gross even before it started <laughs> bleeding yeah i think it had raisins in it what kind of person yeah. wants raisins in their cake it's gross <laughs> um positives um i like the uh cemetery scene where she's digging her up yeah, yeah that, that was pretty fun you that, could totally tell it was on a state soundstage, though. Yeah, but, that you know, that problem. slapstick worked in that scene, too. Yeah. Um, and the twist, it, while the CGI instantly ruins it at the end there, um, when Justin Long pulls out, hey, I think you got my coin, and then we're like, oh, fuck, that was a really cool scene. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, even though, like, obviously, like, I have a lot of negatives, but, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of positives, too, but that ending, to me, is just so good, um, and unforgettable that that is what, like, elevates this movie to, um, being, like, one that I won't forget, and one that I really enjoy, just because, uh, I think it's an awesome ending, and it's not a happy ending, it's super dark, and, uh, it's it's pretty cool, even though the CGI isn't the best there, but it's still a really cool and memorable scene for me. How long do you think it took Justin to get over being dragged to hell? Ooh, you think? I don't know. You think you he's think still he went back? crazy? I don't know. You think he went so to he, that guy and was like, he, "How can we?" Really, he really he was ready to propose. That's you know they were heading to that their trip to uh, the cabin for him to propose. So. Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was tough. Probably a tough one on him. Maybe there. maybe he started a podcast and actually <laughs> went to Canada and yeah, connected universe. I love it. Todd, yeah. that's so weird because I was stalking Justin Long on Instagram just now. Which, by the way, how does he not have five million followers? Just saying. He's an everyday cool guy. Well, that's why he should, because he's beautiful. Uh, but right I was now. watching his stories, and I think he has a podcast, which I'm going to check out. Oh. Yeah, he does have a podcast. That's right. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that, Joe. Yeah, I did, because we listened to an episode of like, Gen Y or Sword and Scale, and I was like, Sam, Justin Long has a podcast, no, and they were advertising. Started. It just started yeah, yesterday. No, it did You liar. Uh, you guys want to get into a few questions we got on the movie? Yeah. Before we move on to our final thoughts. Uh, first one comes from Patrick. He says, don't you think that in what's essentially a PG-13 horror comedy, there's a lot of terrifying imagery in this film? For example, the entire seance scene. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I think yeah. there's some frightening scenes. Yeah, I'm actually... Yeah, I mean, for PG-13, they definitely did 
do a yeah, lot. I'm for, surprised yeah. it's PG-13, honestly. Yeah, there's definitely some good imagery there. And yeah, that's not, that seance scene is, is really, really cool with all the um, spirits and stuff. And fun fact, I read today, Sam Raimi played one of the spirits mm-hmm. that comes in, which I didn't know. So that was pretty cool. Oh, and also when, when we were watching um, the uh, Ash's car is also in this movie. Miss Ganoush drives it, which I thought was a cool little thing, too. I, I really love the the spirits walking towards the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite, I guess, scary uh, moment or whatever was when she lays back down and the she's in the bed. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about when she like punches Christine and her her whole arm goes through her throat? Oh yeah. I mean that just was part of the slapstick for me. So I was kind of like, eh, whatever. Kind of like when she goes to. Um, the funeral and the body falls on her and all the stuff comes like pouring out of her like and she pukes on christine yeah. i was like ah, that was a little too much for me yeah they definitely got away with a lot in uh, for a pg-13 and that's kind of my problem with the rating system is that all that stuff it's pg-13 but you have so much as one nipple and automatically it's an r it's, it's such a weird system yeah, uh, like I would totally like if, if I had children, I would show them something with a boob rather than this, because this they won't sleep for a fucking month after watching. <laughs> it's just it's just I don't know. It's just a weird system. But yeah, they definitely got along a lot with for a PG-13 rating. It's mm-hmm. actually kind of surprising. It's PG-13. I, I didn't know that. What did you guys think of the goat? Oh, <laughs> white white Phillip? <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> So I random thought, too. I thought it was pretty cringy myself. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I, I have a little, little uh, bugaboo with that scene because the guy supposed to cut off the goat's head isn't in position to do it. Why would right. you sit him that, on the opposite that was side the of the first table? Thing I thought of too, Todd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the, just dumb. What is he gonna? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought you'd be right. the most positive on this, Todd, because you're such a rainy fan. Nah, but I don't like his bullshit anymore. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so second question we got from Brian. Would you want to see a sequel or prequel to this? I personally would like a prequel that would have shown the events from the beginning of the movie. Mm, We already saw what happened, though, to that. Uh, I don't really like prequels. I would not want to see a prequel for this maybe a sequel only if it had justin in it yeah where would the sequel go though like what would your idea be for a sequel sam um i guess if justin was in it maybe just him dealing with it and maybe trying to go to her daughter seeing if i don't know he could bring her back or something or maybe if her spirit was haunting a new girlfriend that he was dating Mm. and kind of like took over the new girl or something or uh, here's my idea if they ever decide to do a sequel. He goes to the seer and they find a way to get Justin to go down into hell to bring Christine back. I'm good. I love it. <laughs> that's what I, as an idea, that's basically what Dante's Inferno story is, is mm-hmm. he goes into hell to find his uh, wife. Mm-hmm. And I that's think true. that would be perfect for this movie, especially if it's a movie starring Justin Long, to see him descend in hell and try to get her back would be just the fucking best movie ever. So. I mean, he is a gentleman in it, so he would totally go down to hell mm-hmm. to look for his babe. Yeah. Will that ever happen, though? Probably not. I mean, I no. think it's a fine. Yeah, no. It's a fine. God, don't force our bubble, Joe. We're just talking about if. <laughs> no, yeah, Sam Raimi's owned by Disney now, so there's no way he's doing this. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, final question we got from Angel. In y'all's opinion, does this movie exist in the Evil Dead universe? If so, should Clay find Ash and get him on his side to get Christina <laughs> or whatever her name was back from hell? I like um, that idea. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Um, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. I don't think they're in the same universe. But that would be kind of a fun idea, I guess. But they would just add to the slapstick of what yeah. I hated about this movie, and <laughs> I don't know. Due to the style of it, I'm gonna go ahead and say sure. They are in the same universe. All right. Uh, I, I say no at the moment, but I totally go for like an Army of Darkness type sequel where it puts it into the universe and you have Ash helping him out trying to get her out of hell. I think that'd be really cool. And maybe a fitting end to Ash, you know? Just uh, really go out with a bang. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's all the questions we got. So thank you for everyone's questions. Yeah. So final thoughts? So Sam, you're on the, the old lady side with this whole house thing? I mean, I understand, like why she did that because just sometimes when you're in a position of where you're so helpless I mean and she's mad and she's hoping that Christine would have a, a I don't know just a little I mean because she could she could have helped her that's the only thing if her boss was like no absolutely not I mean I don't think she would I don't think she should have went to hell for it but, I mean, so, I understand why she put her in the awkward position of, like, begging her and all of that stuff. It's a little overreacting, right? Sending I her mean, to freaking hell? She's old. you <laughs> got to think that she's scared. She doesn't want to intrude on her daughter and her daughter's life. Like, she's been living in this house, so you might as well try to see what you can do. <laughs> but I don't think she would have sh went to hell, though. No. But... Do you think that she should have gotten chosen over the man? But, but, okay, here's another plot hole thing. Oh. I was telling Joe, I was like, if Christine's getting lunch for those dumb loser men, do you really think you're in the running position to get this position, sweetie? Like, obviously, they don't respect you because you're the lunch girl. Oh, you can grab lunch for the boss, but when no. Dickhead says, yes, you can. And then when Dickhead says something, like, get your own fucking sandwich. And well, then do a power move. Should have been like, have some respect for this woman. She got our food. <laughs> he got Laker tickets out of it too. He did. He did. He did. Uh, so a, a counterpoint. She's giving the curse to the guy, the coworker. No, he doesn't deserve it either, though. No, it wouldn't even matter because she didn't even have the the button. It was I'm just saying, coin. should she? Have... Oh yeah, no. Well, why why didn't she? In the bar or the diner? What was her change of heart? I think she's just a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if she's such a good person, maybe she should have given the extension at the beginning. <laughs> well, she was trying to get that that promotion. It's not like yeah. she didn't, like Justin Long said, they gave her two extensions already. Mm -hmm. well, at some point, you gotta get to another one. You know what the the true bad guy is? Her family in this story, though. Christine's family? No, Mrs. Gin whatever. Yeah. Like you said, they didn't want to help her out. They couldn't throw a couple bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if all those people that were at the funeral would have pitched in $20, <laughs> that totally would have covered two months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was that her house that the funeral was at? 
I'm assuming so. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. But but didn't they repo it? Well, they were going to, but it was like I mean, it repo takes a long time, right? I think it takes uh, months. So. That's another missed opportunity. They should have like if the house is such a big deal, they should have shown it, and it would have been cool. If there's like a bunch of occult stuff or like seance shit or something like that. That would have been pretty cool to see. Yeah. What did you guys think of the Seer character? We didn't really talk about him. He was a pretty big character. Mm-hmm. What's he from? Yeah, <laughs> he, he does, does look, look familiar. familiar. I'm not sure. he, he is an avatar. Oh, yeah. He's one yeah. of the scientists that... Good, good yeah. movie. Never seen it. Avatar. I love Avatar. I love it, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a firm Avatar supporter. Are you excited Arv- for, like, the five sequels? Avatarian? <laughs> At least no, one be... more. There's I'm not like, excited because I've been I've saying it forever. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, what I was going to say before is, uh, so what if the old lady had the curse on her and she had to pass it on to someone and she passed it on to someone who pissed her off because she was running out of time? So it's not necessarily that she wanted to curse her. It's that she had to give off her curse, you know, before she went to hell. And then I... she died after because it was over. I could see it. No, I, I don't buy that because like she's like a gypsy, like you can tell by the way like she is. So like I, Watch I never... out how you use that word, <laughs> gypsy. <laughs> she's done it before. Wasn't that the term for it? The guy was also in Inception. This year. Ah, that's what I know him from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I think listed it's... for he's listed for Avatar four in two thousand twenty-five. Perfect. Avatar 4, but not Avatar 2. Oh my god. So apparently we're at least getting four more avatars. Jeez. Three more. That's insane. How many has there been so far? Just one? one. Is it just because it takes so long? Like, how many years did it take to make Avatar 1, I wonder? Three, four years. It's like high technology. Yeah, I guess he's making new tech, right? Yeah, he's making new tech because the second Wumi's like a lot underwater or something. Yeah. Oh, that was that man. That guy had a good few years, and he hasn't done much since this year. He did Drag Me to Hell, Avatar, and Inception, like back to back to back. <laughs> Maybe he's fine. Maybe because he's got the Avatar money coming, he's yeah. like, I don't need to do anything for the rest of my life. I guess so. The last thing he did was a movie called Extracurricular Activities, 2019. That's like Sam Worthington. He's, I think he's a pretty good actor, but outside of yeah. Avatar and the Clash of the Titans, he hasn't done too much. Mm-hmm. he did that Crazy. one he did an alligator horror movie I think it, what was it Rogue that was pretty cool alright you ready to score this yeah do it <clears throat> uh, alright I'll start uh, so yeah I mean overall I, I did enjoy this movie I definitely had some problems with it but I am going to give it a uh, I'm so I'm, on, I'm so torn on this one but I I'm going to give it a seven and a half. What? I'm shocked. Yeah, Based I'm on sure. what you said? I know. I was like, because that's I, the score I'm looking seven at. Seven and a half. It's, it's still, to me, it's still a really enjoyable movie. and um, You even, diarrhea'd all over it, Joe. I, I hated you it. Really I hit you. your asshole I, and smeared I, it on the film. I focused <laughs> on the stuff I hated more. But... Which was everything. The whole 45 minutes <laughs> you talked. Think, think of the dancing demon. Think no. of the dancing demon. This is a lot like the Dancing Demon. This is a lot like the It Two review where I trashed on it a lot and I end up giving it like an eight and a half or something. But it's 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 still like a really fun movie. It's something I would watch again, and I love the ending. So 
I'm going to stick to what I talked about during the show. Let's hear it, Todd. <laughs> and go with a five and a half. Ooh, that hurts a little. Um, I, I actually, like, as much as I shot on it, too, uh, I kind of, I really enjoy it, and I especially like her little feud with the old lady's, like, body, how the body is still tormenting her, both in the casket and later in the cemetery. And the ending does bring up, like, a big point, and there are a lot of good things about it. So I'm going to go at a seven. Yay! Todd. Um, I mean, what can I say? Drag me to hell. It's a great film. It's a fun watch. It's definitely good for an October list, you know? Mm-hmm. And since Joe gave it a 7.5, which I was going to score it at that, I'm going to bump my score up a little bit to a 7.8. <laughs> Just because of Justin. Okay. So, yeah, recommend it. I just the CGI man, I can't I can't forgive it. Yeah, I, I yeah, like I, it's not the best thing in the world, but I, it's an enjoyable movie, and I think uh, one, I think if you're a Raimi fan, you'll you'll definitely probably enjoy this. Yeah, this this is a movie that's like once every ten years. Yeah, agreed. This isn't something I could watch all the time, but it's it was I enjoyed going back to it, and it's shot really nice too. It's a nice looking movie. Mm-hmm. It is. So next week, Sam finally getting her wish. She's been talking about it for friggin' like three months. Yes. The Lodge. The Lodge. Steve, if you can just go back to episodes from September and October where I talk about this every single week <laughs> thinking it was coming out the next week, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, and uh, for all the listeners, it is currently available on Hulu. So if you have a Hulu account, you can watch it for free. How are you watching it, Steve, if it's on Hulu? It's coming out uh, VOD on Tuesday, the 19th. So. Okay. That's so weird that you can't watch Shadows on VOD. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, it's, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll find it somehow, but uh, yeah, it's annoying. All right. Cool. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.